You're listening to This Girl Can Talk Season 2. I can't believe it. And thank you to everybody that's downloaded and listened to Season 1. And if you've just landed on this episode, you may want to go back to the top and start from the beginning. Uh, In Season 1, we talk a lot about uh, dating, 30, joined by some fantastic guests, friends of mine. We talk about celebrity crushes, what gives us the ick, sober dating. Also had uh, the Thursday dating app, Harry Savage. He was a fantastic guest. Emma Kay from Walk Safe. So talking about safety and your dating and vulnerability for women. And yeah, it was a really good, I would say, it started out as a complete pilot. And I loved it. And the response was great. So here we are for season two, which I always hoped there would be. And here we are. And within this fun-packed season, I've got some new great guests. And do you know what? I've decided there's going to be a bit more from me in this as well. So um, every now and again, you're going to get a little solo ep. What's been happening then? Let's talk about my life uh, a little bit I deleted Hinge and I decided to download Bumble because um, if those aren't on the Bumble app or into dating because they're not on them for whatever reason this is the app that allows a woman if you match with with somebody as a woman you go first you start the conversation so I took Olivia Lewis's who is episode two of season one her had great advice and I kept starting with a gif in the conversations and this is always either it floated and I got like a great response or I got a delete <laughs> okay so it went one or two ways so if you got a delete you're just getting rid of someone that hasn't got a sense of humor but it was better than writing hey So I always try to find an interesting gift. So try to apply that. Did I have any dates out of being on Bumble? Not so far. A friend of mine and I, we were chatting the other day, we're both single. And it's to do with the algorithm. You have to really invest in these apps. And when life's taking off, and I don't know about you, it's just such a busy time with generally normality in the UK now with you can see your friends when you like, you can go out when you like, you can do what you want. And there's working. But these apps for dating become a job in itself, right? My opinion, my opinion, you could disagree. At the same time, you do need to be in the mix to be finding availability because this is where a lot of single guys are going to be. Although I'm still drawn to the organic meeting somebody by chance, meeting someone for a friend, it just really appeals to me. Still having the weekly battle with dating apps. I did some work uh, recently. I worked at an event at Twickenham, for the rugby, it was England versus Ireland. It was um, a really good event to run a work for because there was plenty of guys in the room. There was a particular guy on a table that I was hosting. So I was supporting them with their drinks, making sure everything was okay. I was their table host. You keep attending to your guests. And one of the guys at the table said, yeah, can I have four lagers, four Guinnesses and a map? And I said, and a map? And he said, well, to know where, where you live, which... I was a bit thrown by, but I gathered it was a bit of a line. So I just humoured him and said, "Uh, okay. I went to get the drinks, come back, gave him the drinks. He said, you don't seem to have told me where you live. Now, I'm painting this in a bit of a bad position. He was a very attractive guy. He caught my eye as he walked in the room. And so he was just being flirtatious. So I jokingly said my first part of my postcode. And then he picked out the town that I lived near. And it turns out, He said that he knows the area quite well and he goes to a golf club right near where I live. Now, I know this sounds like Stalkerville, but it weren't. I generally meant that it it was good to connect with somebody, good to have conversation with someone and flirt. And it had been a long time since I'd literally been 
my head turned a little bit and thought, you're all right. You know, when, you, when you've not really mixed with, with guys in so long, you start to think perhaps you can exist without them. You can't. It was really good to flirt with him. He then made comment about that he'd still not got my address, by which time he was probably eight Guinnesses, two vodka and Cokes in, and I'm still very sober. So at this point, you're losing kind of the balance of conversation because I'm there working, he's there for social. I knew they were going to leave and they were going to go afterwards, which, bless the table, they were a mixture of, um, they all worked together, they were stockbrokers, they were going out in West London afterwards and invited me. I said no, I was tired and it wasn't the, it wasn't appropriate. He happened to ask for whereabouts I lived again and I said, don't, don't people usually ask for people's numbers? So he took my number. I haven't given somebody my number in a long time and it was my real number and I've got a story to tell on that in a second. The long and short of this one is I was really hopeful that this guy would contact me and it has been six weeks and nothing. Now, a friend of mine said, look, Harriet, there's every chance he was, you know, really half cut once you got your number and he doesn't even remember. He probably remembers you, but he doesn't remember your name. So there's every chance there's a guy out there with my number in his phone, but he will never remember my name to know to give me a text. And I never took his number. What a sad tale. Yeah, I was proud of myself giving my number over. Haven't done that in a long time. One of the last times uh, I can honestly remember giving my number out to somebody, I was at a festival with a friend in Essex and we'd got tickets for VIP and made the best of it. It was a rainy day. We needed ponchos. I was in the height of the time of where there was an outdoor festival or house event. I went. I really loved it. We bumped. We were in the VIP bar area, which, by the way, there's nothing VIP about it because we still had to queue. So that was an absolute joke. And we had lanyards around our neck. And obviously, you've got your axe on what stage and what tent has got what. This guy had clocked me and grabbed my lanyard and said, oh, we should go and see. Da, da, da. And I was a bit taken aback and thought, how rude. He was brave for doing that. And this guy and his mate were just there as a two. So as the story goes, we got our drinks and my friend and I and these two blokes, we we just, we hung out all day. Really good company, just friendship, nothing to it until later on in the evening, turns out this really tall guy, we both really love garage music. And towards the end of what was a lot of house music, there was a garage tent. And I remember, you know, strutting into this garage tent literally reciting all of the words to the track that was on at the time. And I looked at this guy and he was singing the same words. And I thought, this is it. This is it. I found my match. He's the guy. We we get along. He likes the same music as me. He's, pretty, he's clearly a Craig David fan. This is going to go far, right? And this was, we'd met at what? Two o'clock in the afternoon. And this is now like 9 p.m. A couple of drinks or more down. My friend then goes to the loo. And you know what festival toilets are like? Yeah. And especially towards the end, you're in the dark. You don't know. So she decided to go to the loo. We then lost her. I'm left with these two blokes. We've been really nice and looked out for us all day. In the end, I went on the search party to find her. Then gave one of the guys my mate's number to find her. This is quite key to the story. Anyway, eventually, friend stumbles from toilet. We find her. But as the night is closing up, the tall guy eventually says to me, look, I don't usually do this, but could I have your number? Make sure you don't fake number me. I've had 
a really good day with this guy. And I'm thinking, yes, I'm going to give you my number. But it turns out I accidentally missed a digit off my phone number and it wasn't intentional, right? And it's odd, isn't it? Because he'd even said, don't fake number me. So when we got back to the hotel where my friend and I were staying, I was looking at my phone thinking, wait a minute, he's going to text me. In a minute, he's going to message me because I didn't take his number, right? And I never heard anything. A couple of weeks went on and I was gutted because I thought this guy was really great. His side of the story is... He did text me, but obviously that night he got on the train and they had train delays and he did text me, but obviously the text message never got to my phone because there was a digit short. So he thought he'd been fake numbered, which is not what I wanted to do at all. My mate knew that I really quite liked this guy. So at the time, Facebook was where you found people. And I I know every girl out there, we've all got a bit of MI5 in us. And if you want to hunt someone down, you will find them. The reason we managed to finally, finally connect with this guy is because when my mate went whereabouts to the Portaloos at the festival, I'd passed her number to him or the mate to call her. So her number was logged and vice versa. So she had a missed call from the number that she never answered that linked back to the guys that we met at the festival, which then got us back in correspondence. And we did eventually go on a date. The the date was a success and there was meant to be a second one. But it was at that point, he apparently sprained his ankle at a football game and we couldn't go on the second date. This guy now doesn't live in the UK and he's living in another country. And the second date never went on. And I have heard from him now and again, but it's always been a little bit too flirtatious with not enough intention. So I've never followed up with it. Moral of the story, more festivals or more live music events this summer and giving the correct number over and actually make sure the guy rings the number back so that you've got exchange of each other's number at the time. I think that's the biggest tip out of this. This is the biggest takeaway that I've learned because twice I've given my number over now and one was wrong and then second time the guy never got back to me you've got any tips on how best to exchange numbers then we've got an instagram page and this is where i like to put up some of our content go back look through some of the previous episodes so this is just a little introduction really but i've you know chatted on for 10 minutes uh for season two gives you an idea of probably who i am a chatterbox somebody that is open to conversation loves interviewing and wants to explore more about the world uh, dating and relationships because quite frankly I'm rubbish at it so next week I'm going to be joined by Rachel Cobb and Rachel is from my hometown but she lives in Sierra Leone and it's a really good episode very female empowered focused and talks about what dating looks like from living in a different country. If you want to get in touch, you can do. Email me, Instagram me. All I ask is that you're kind. Stay tuned with This Girl Can Talk Season 2, and I'll see you next week.